Howdy y'all, Tito Jones here, and you're listening to the Spaghetti Talk About It podcast, Alabama's favorite iCarly podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back. It's episode four of Let's Spaghetti Talk About It with uh, your host, Rem Joycey and Thomas Drew. Hello everyone, it's me, Thomas Drew, your co-host, joined by Rev and Joycey, as he's just said, and welcome on in to the fourth episode. Uh, we're here to talk about all things iCarly, the revival, the old show, pretty much everything you need to know because we are iCarly experts on this uh, number three world's greatest, um, greatest, rated, third <laughs> world's yeah. highest rated uh, iCarly podcast. But we're also racist as well. We're also so racist, whatever that, whatever that means. Yeah, that, that sounds like some word they'd have made up in the original or something. Yeah, they have it on like the, the shirts that they made yeah. eventually, yeah. Like like cheers, great word. Yeah, pretty good word. Yeah. Uh, really sorry, a bit of a sad one, guys. Uh, Tito, uh, the much-loved and enjoyed third host of the show, he's not going to be here this week. Maybe he'll pop in. Um, I believe he's on uh, Highway uh, 185. I'm sure yep. that's, a, that's a real highway that he's currently driving on right now uh, to be here with us. Yeah, he, he'd love to be on, and we know that the fans, the response has been overwhelmingly um, mm. positive towards Tito. I mean, some people were, were kind of wanting him to take over the show, and, you know, as much as we love that, he's on the highway at the moment, and he can't get to the bloody <laughs> studio, so, like... Be a bloody weight off my shoulders if he did. Yeah, well, you tell you what, man. Uh, It's just, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's just, but it's just one thing after another with this guy. I mean, uh, yeah, we're not going to trash him. No, we've got got nothing but love for this guy. He's a, he's an absolute saint. Um, but he's just stuck on that bloody highway and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like like Tom said, a lot of there's some really nice fan art, uh, fan cams, uh, fan casts of like him just in the show, which was really fun to see. Um, we'd love to see it maybe with us. In the yeah. future, but that's fine. Uh, Tito, he's you know he steals our hearts every day, and he stole your guys too. So, yeah, we'll uh, catch up with Tito, and uh, we're also honoured to be uh, partnered up with him and uh, the illustrious Tito Industries. So, uh, yeah, more more to come on that front. But today on Into the Schneiderverse, we're, we're going to be taking um a little dip back into memory lane and travelling back in time to the the sweet year of two thousand and seven. Uh, Tom, what do you what do you remember about that year? That was a good one, right? Yeah, I'm just casting my mind back, uh, thinking, well, you know, when Bionicle terms, the Tomari and the Baraki came out that year, so that was really sick. That was like the underwater theme for that year. Um, maybe Transformers, did that come out that year? Was that 2006? Oh, 2007, okay, Transformers came out. That was a big milestone. Um, they kind of dipped in quality. Yeah, but um trying to think what else happened 2007 you're gonna have to you have to remind me you have to remind me the big thing well i i believe it was the uh the year that obama broke into the political uh zeitgeist i suppose you'd say um ensuring a a win against john mccain the the next year um also uh john barrowman returned to doctor who in a a three episode arc uh face of bow uh breathed his last breath that was a pretty big moment for me uh 2007 music um oh no twilight was the year after that but that was a good soundtrack and Mm -hmm. um, all those films are currently trending on netflix right now which proves that they are um films of our generation so and i still haven't seen them so uh this uh, guy come on i mean i'm a a disgrace to humanity and disgrace to (laughs) this podcast but you know what What else happened i'll I'll get around to them oh uh spider-man 3 oh yeah of course infamous uh peter parker dance scene which i still i still quite you know the film overall still quite enjoy i, th- I think it's yeah. um 
bit uh, underrated. It's um, I think you're right. Gets a bit too much many flack. worse. Yeah, yeah, many worse films subsequently. Uh, apart from like the fact that the whole symbiote arc did kind of bring out Peter's inner misogynist, which I, oh, yeah, I think true. if you watch that film, it's disgusting. But uh, we stand uh, outside of that. Like yep. I said, Tobin Maguire, you're welcome on the show anytime. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll leave it there. But yes, 2007, iCarly debuted, and I remember. I, I, I remember I was pretty pretty pumped for this. I, I was a big Drake and Josh fan, as we all were, or or as it's now known, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised what you did there, and um, yeah, that's sad. It's sad to it is sad, to have to yeah. refer to it as that. But I mean, we don't make the rules. We don't make the rules around. No, we him. don't. You know so, that that he's still like tweeting, and his Twitter is absolutely bizarre. Did we talk about this? No, I don't think point? so. No, no. He he's he like talks in this bizarre kind of hybrid Spanish English language, um, and he's predominantly tweeting about NFTs, um, oh, and hell. like retweeting his Mexican fans. And that's the thing. Like he tweets these these bizarre things about nfts to the point that you think that he's been hacked or something but then he will like every 10 tweets talk about himself or his fans and oh, like that, that is like a, a very disturbing fan base that's incredibly in denial uh as yeah. a man who's in denial that's for sure i'm just looking he's... through now and like oh my god like this is all the nft tweets are just horrific like yeah I, i'm already a big um opponent of the nft uh game uh, but this just makes it 100 million times worse like just looking oh, through this sucks for you because i'm a big proponent of oh, uh, nfts hell, this guy <laughs> yes that's it i'm off the pod i'm off the god <laughs> come on I can't, I'm like, tito's ditched me and now God, i'm out i'm out what if i turned our friendship into an nft would that make us a lot of money i think so yeah of course um it would burn down like a lot of rainforests, probably. <laughs> Maybe okay if it's yeah, benefiting. I'm, I'm us. weighing up the environmental impact here, and it's not looking good. <laughs> okay, I'm back on board. Let's let's okay. do it. But yeah, so today we wanted to talk about the pilot and also kind of compare that to the season six episode, the infamous April Fool's special, mm-hmm. which was beautifully directed by auteur Jerry Trainer. Yeah. Very avant-garde, very um, groundbreaking, and um, honestly, just—I mean, we, we're just going to get into it, right? I mean, like yeah, this. We'll just do it. I watched both episodes today, the pilot and the season six premiere, and uh, I wasn't really—I no- didn't really know what to expect because, um, obviously, if you've listened to the show up to this point, you'll know—you'll know that Revan and I haven't been too hot on the revival series. Um, so I was expecting, obviously, you know, to be a, a massive increase in quality. Um, we'll go back to the original show. And, you know, there, going back to the pilot originally, I was like... I, I did enjoy it overall in, like, a nostalgic sense, but it is, there, it is obviously a kid's show. So there's a lot of, like, screaming and people jumping oh, on the floor. Yeah. And it, yeah. was, it, it was a lot. It was very chaotic. And it's it's made for kids. Like, it's it's purely just, like, that sort of demographic. So, I, like, I can overlook those things. I watched and I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm fine with this, but I'm I'm not sure what to expect for the season six premiere. But my god, when I <laughs> when I put that bad boy on, when I put on that season six premiere, holy shit! I don't I don't know if I should use the G the G word, but it's genius. It's yeah. it's goddamn it, genius. No, it is. Like it is. 
<laughs> Honestly, like incredible. No, I'm the same, and because I was, I was actually going to make that point later on in the show. Like, probably the only thing that I think the reboot has over the original is just the lack of screaming, which is is just so nice. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I have been rewatching like old episodes recently, and just oh my god, it, it's piercing my 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 eardrums. Like, I'm actually <laughs> concerned uh, for, for my. Um, uh, what's the word for ear? There's got to be another word. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned for my health, basically. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, it's 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 tough. And also, obviously, this has been talked about uh, to death a little bit. But people aren't exaggerating about the foot the foot stuff. Uh, like it is yeah. pretty much you guarantee every episode there is some kind of joke about a foot. And uh, there was one foot joke with with Gibby that I thought was kind of amusing. But then like it is a concerning uh, pattern of 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 comedy yeah so um we've not seen anybody's toes in the, in the reboot which is good thank god yeah honestly that that would be a deal break for me if they um if they brought that running yeah. back back because um I, I can't i just can't do it i couldn't stomach it no, i can't abide by this but yeah the i'm just gonna look at through my notes here because it the the season six premiere um the april fools episode i guess just to kind of if you haven't watched the episode um it's kind of a uh, almost like a clip show um, type of episode. Basically, the whole premise is like Carly and and Spencer um, have like sort of been being evicted from their apartment. So they've they packed up their things, um, and now they kind of they got the gang over and they're kind of reminiscing on these like memories that they've said they had. But the thing is with the memories, they'll like flash back to them, but they aren't exactly how they remember them because they're they're like seminal points of the series like they're iconic moments um but they play out very 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 differently but in just the most fucked up and like bizarre way possible i don't mm. even know how to describe it it's like actually insanity and meanwhile when you cut to these crazy flashbacks and you cut back to the people in the apartment like carly and sam and freddie and stuff and they like play all the jokes completely like deadpan and like ironically and it's just I don't know. It's just like such a. It's a really cool way to break the formula. Yeah, and it's it's a much more like I know it's very slapstick and physical, but in some ways the the humor does actually feel a lot more like sophisticated and abstract. And like when I put this episode on, I thought, okay, let's let's watch the pilot and then let's compare like the last season premiere. And when it started off, I was like, oh my god, we're in for another like clip show. And quite frankly, like it wasn't even making any sense in the first few minutes. And then of course, I understood why. Um, but the only other series, and again, we always bring it back, but it is the goat, and that's Community. That's one. Of, that was the first time I'd ever seen a show which kind of flipped that clip show format on its head, and instead showed clips you'd never seen from unseen adventures. And I wasn't expecting them to do this, and and it was really fun. And yeah, you know, you have sort of scenes from the pilot where they're all kind of like in wigs trying to recreate that, but with new. Um, outcomes it was honestly genius and uh like the classic bit uh gibby coming in with a stop sign bashing people in the head i mean it doesn't get better than this it's just funny stuff and then they flip the script and they have that japanese man come in and do the same thing <laughs> it's just it's, it's it got actually, me it got me it's actual batshit insanity <laughs> and also the um going a bit more b- bit deeper into the into the shine of us right now um mm. they do a bit where they go to the victorious set and um, and Tita would love this because um, oh, yeah. they replace um, Gibby with his favorite character. I forget his name right now, but the guy with the puppet. 
Um, yes. And, like, he doesn't even really do anything in the scene. He just, like, kind of goes, whoa, 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 I'm not, I'm not me, guys. And it's just, like, it's, like, insane the lengths that they go to, like, just, um, just completely fuck with the audience, basically. But it's, um, it's honestly really cool. They bring back Tebow as well as, like, mm-hmm. this genie, um... And that's when you kind of know, that's when you kind of realize, like, okay, this is just, like, like going crazy with this. Um, but, yeah, it just, it just works. It's just, it just it works. It does. And it was great because, like, there wasn't... I was expecting, like, some hand-waving at the end and some explanations and, and stuff. But they, they didn't give in to any of that pressure to explain anything. Like, mm-hmm. it honestly felt like a fever dream um, <laughs> in the sense that you're kind of meandering from p- vaguely familiar location to another and people like blend into into others and i mean i i love like all that kind of stuff i always love um dream episodes like the season four finale of buffy and um things like that so yeah like i'm not even being ironic i'm not taking the piss like this is the best episode of iCarly i've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, i went online afterwards and apparently like it was too much for the kids to handle at the time so it's got this like bad reputation but honestly folks like if the reboot was churning out episodes like this 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 could possibly become like a a top tier comedy i'm I'm not exaggerating yeah genuinely because it's like they take the absurdity absurdity so far um like completely like especially in comparison to the revival series um and if the reboot did some of the stuff they did in this in this season six episode like yeah it would be like 10 times better because they they take things up to 11 and push things we we talk about so much on so far about how the reboot doesn't take things far enough, um, and in some ways the season six premiere um, takes things like way too far. But like that's why it's so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Like there's like a bit um, where Tebow brings in like some mushrooms. He's like, "Hey Carly, I brought you some mushrooms," and then Carly throws like a book at him for no reason. And I'd seen that. Um, like uh being used as like a just like a meme online but i didn't even know that originated from this episode but it's just like honestly like the potent the like the meme potential in this ep- in this episode oh, it's like it, incredible like it's every incredible. frame is, yeah. is oozing with meme potential and like honestly it was lynching like it felt like a like a twin peaks mm. fever dream and there's even like a scene in it which was like the best part of the episode where i think it's I think is it maybe in the scene um, from the pilot where like Mrs. Briggs gets them yes. to um, look, look for a talent as punishment, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, uh, as an inversion of the original scene, uh, like this uh, alternate version of Mrs. Briggs played by Jerry uh, just appears in like a bolt of lightning, and they like hint at some kind of wider conflict that's like kind of cross-dimensional. Yeah. Um, you know, the mythology of this show is is honestly it's porous. It really is, and and mm-hmm. and that's why I've kind of gone back to kind of refamiliarize myself with the with the show's mythology because uh, there's just so much to it, and uh, yeah. So, you know, if 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 you haven't seen this one or if it's been a while, give it another go, guys, sir, because yeah, this it's, is this is hot shit, and we want to see it, Jerry back in the director's chair. Honestly, if that would get me excited and get me hyped for his, I, I think they are greenlit for like a season two. Um, if Jerry was being sat in the director's seat once again that would get me very excited because mm-hmm. he clearly has like a very unique style um and a way of you know directing um yeah the episodes and stuff um and i just want to see that frenetic and insan insanity 
um, that energy again because it it was honestly a joy and just a breath of fresh air um, to just get mm-hmm. to experience it. And um, just one point yeah. on that Mrs. Briggs thing, um, that kind of harkens back to the, the variant uh, theory that we had back in episode two, um, how Spence has these variants that kind of diverge from Drake and Josh or, or just Josh as we're referring to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, guess, I guess Mrs. Briggs also has variants that are managing to cross over to different timelines. And um, I guess Mrs. Briggs is like the Kang the Conqueror of the iCarly universe. Yeah, I could see it. You know, she has many names, many faces, but ultimately her energy is the same no matter which uh, vessel she's uh, choosing to cause pain in. Uh, ultimately, like her aim is to uh, seek approval from uh, American Idol judge Randy Jackson, and we can't let <laughs> her do that. We absolutely can't. So I'm excited to see uh, that kind of develop in, in later episodes but we i was also quite um amused by the the final scene which is a bit of a mm. riff on back to the future part two where of course spencer comes out dressed in in exactly the same costume as doc brown in in the scene set in 2015 and of course yep. they do the play off that iconic scene about having to um go to the future to settle something that their kids have been involved in but yeah. it, it honestly to me it felt like this perfect like segue into into the, the revival definitely yeah it was a very unexpected homage but it was a very fun homage i don't know how they <laughs> yeah. i guess it's parody so they can get away with it but it was um yeah it was just it was just um a nice a nice little segue for sure and um i do wonder yeah. whether this is like canon um I, I'm kind of I kind of want to believe that it is canon to the universe. I think yeah, I think they were all just tripping on mushrooms, like you know, <laughs> yeah. Tebow he brought some along. They went with it. I mean, you know, in that last season, they're in that like last year of high school. So yeah, they're probably experimenting with drugs behind the scenes. Sure. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt it for yeah. one second. I mean, we, look at Freddie in the episode. He's an ab- He's got the biggest gigachad energy that I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like. Honestly, I saw him and I was like, is this the same character as the one that we see in the reboot? Because God, like he just, he just exudes like masculine energy. You see him in like the pilot. He's like the scrawny, like squeamish little (laughs) kid. And then all the way in season six, he's like, yeah, Giga Chad. I mean, yeah, he's massive. Nathan Cress's like workout regimen has been huge. Like what the fuck? And now he's kind of like, he's obviously you know maybe that lifestyle was unattainable uh, i'm sure it was yeah. but you know uh i think freddie was an entrepreneurial young man at, at heart and I, I could have seen him being the school's local drug dealer i mean how else <laughs> would they afford to pay for iCarly? so true but we'll see did you find like not that episode but like bits of the pilot a bit creepy um that was definitely an underlying like vibe that i got <laughs> um that was just like a bit unsettling um, yeah, I couldn't really put a pin on it, but like, is that is there I, something I, you picked up on? Well, I pick up on it in a few like other episodes, and it just kind of does creep me out a bit, like how they've kind of written as if like they're adults, and like there's just like a huge emphasis on them like dating and stuff as if they are adults. It's very uncomfortable. There's like a bit in that pilot where like they have the party at the end, oh um, yeah, because exactly. they've had a successful like telecast or whatever. And then these, like, two guys come down, and they're, like, they look, like, 15, 16, and they're, like, oh, nice web show. It was really hot. And it, yeah. it oh, it made me want to be sick. It was yeah. horrible. That, like, who the fuck wrote that? Now that you remind me of that, that bit where they, like, <laughs> really just, like, rubbed me the wrong way. It was really awful. Like, yeah. I'm, but we know, we do know who wrote that episode, so I'll uh, yeah. say no more. But may, maybe, like, I'll get, 
I'll say maybe he was still used to Ryan Drake and Josh, where that kind of like stuff they is more older. acceptable. Yeah, uh, but you know they're like thirteen, so it's a bit much. A bit much. Yeah, it was, especially in the first episode of your your show. Like, how did that? I mean, you know, all these executives are pretty seedy, um, seedy blokes. But but yeah, yeah. it's um, not not nice. Just a not not no. a nice note to end the episode. On. <laughs> So, in other news, though, I, I watched a few other uh, select episodes. Um, yeah. I watched the one where Sam is, is absent. It's the only episode of the original one where Sam doesn't feature because uh, I think Jeanette McCurdy had, like, tonsillitis or something like that. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I think Sam's in jail. So uh, <laughs> right. they, they're sort of, uh, you know, they're scrambling around trying to find a new co-host. But Spencer catches. He's got a date with a very classy lady. So he's cool. occupied. Uh, but also, uh, the Colonel Shea himself, he's he's parked up the submarine outside Alaska, and all him and the Navy boys, they want to watch some iCarly, so there's a lot of pressure for the gang to deliver an iconic episode. So she manages to rope Spencer in, kind of thing, um, and he sort of uh, is flitting between the date and the, the show. You know, it's classic sitcom stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it was a pretty good episode. I, I think there was like a moment, I think it was in this episode, or maybe it was in the episode I watched where Spencer's dating Gibby's mum. But it was honestly on the same level as like Eric Andre's show where like Gibby was dressed up like the Statue of Liberty. And he was like, um, <laughs> I think he was called the Statue of Gibbity. And then all these little kids, like they run into the set and they start beating him with all this stuff. And he's like, stop, I'm the Statue of Gibbity. Please, I'm the Statue of Gibbity. Like it was the most Eric Andre shit I've ever seen. <laughs> That sounds incredible. <laughs> Honestly, if they made the um the uh, iCarly's return, um like the in universe show in the re- reboot, like just like her version of the Eric Andre show, that would be like insane. Oh That'd be because incredible. honestly, like that is okay. I will say this: when I'm watching the old episodes, when they actually, it's a sort of it's a mixed feeling because on the one hand, like it's exciting when they do the show, but at the same time, it's really fucking irritating because they are just screaming. They're, they're saying random stuff and it's pretty much not always that funny but occasionally there will be something that is so random and it is Eric Andre-esque so, and, and that's usually when Gibby's involved because it, honestly it can't be understated how much this reboot needs Gibby it is mm. crying out for Gibby like he is such a star in these episodes um, but yeah you're, that's such a good point to make like if iCarly was just this insane fucking eric andre like surreal thing where they're like messing with guests which it pretty much was but just up the ante you know obviously it could be a bit more adult now that's what mm. it should have been but instead it's like oh i was just editing about i don't even know it's it's like makeup it's like zoella shit yeah but well, this is the thing like they started the show originally um to kind of like go against their teachers because they wouldn't let these like weirdo kids be on the show so they they decided to make the show so they could have these people on and um, yeah, to like rebel against what they weren't allowed to do. Um, but then you go to the reboot version of the show, and it's like the safest like yeah. uh, incarnation of the show they could ever do. Um, and yeah, they they could they could um, they could just do some wacky shit. I mean, yeah, not obviously not with the the style of show that they're kind of going for. If they do go really random, um, not all of it's gonna stick, I guess. But like. Honestly, I, I'd I'd rather them just try weird stuff than them 
just play it safe. I would take that any day over like the reboot's fascination of just referencing things that are like culturally relevant at the moment and that being the joke. Like yeah. it's so tiring. Like there was a I think there was a bit where Spencer said something about like she's celiac or something and like it's not that I find that offensive but it's like okay now that we live in a society where like people are more aware of people with like dietary requirements things like that mm-hmm. people know what that means but it's like it's not a joke to say that like it's it's just it's just not funny yeah it's, <laughs> so not, just, it's just not a joke it's just not like no, there's it's no not joke, joke so that. you're just ramming the episodes with these like re- references and it's just tiring i mean in episode uh jumping ahead a little bit here but episode eight in the mm-hmm. first 32 seconds we get references to both kanye west and elon musk i mean come on god on. yeah <laughs> guys what are you doing if you're not going to get either of those people on the show um, exactly just cut that yeah. line just cut it a la michelle obama yeah exactly come on <laughs> i can't believe like this that you know the original show managed to get like people like that on and the revival hasn't got like anyone notable really and the most famous person is uh, christine taylor who you might remember from zoolander and being ben stiller's ex-wife yeah yeah which was so, kind of surprising to see her pop up but yeah like you said like we're on episode eight now whatever i mean there should be some really heavy hitters by now exactly and like even i mean we, we kind of like in our predictions episode we talked about like how they're oh, they're going to bring on like influence and stuff and they do actually bring on i i, I recognize an influencer in i think it was episode seven or eight i think it was seven um mm-hmm. but they don't really acknowledge it she's just playing a character um right but um yeah they haven't really done anything like that which i was pretty surprised by but um yeah just odd that they haven't really done anything like that and um it would kind of um i think it would elevate things um even if they were just bring on people i guess but yeah well i think like we've said um every episode kind of hovers around like a kind of good relevant concept and then kind of doesn't really capitalize on it but i I was reading that apparently like one concept for the actual show itself coming back was that Carly and Spencer would be running um, like a house, like an influencer house or something, and like training them to be like the next generation of I Carly. And obviously, oh that is like the worst fucking idea ever. And, yeah. and thank God that the cast uh, vetoed that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just chose to instead focus on the characters in their lives, which I think is the right call to make. But within that, I think as we kind of said in episode one, I think they could have really kind of played with all these different influencer factions. And because we all, something that's great about iCarly is like a lot of the episodes have all these like really random zany villains. And so if, yeah. you, if you kind of like really play on sort of making caricatures of these well-known um, internet types and making them enemies and having Carly kind of compete with them in this new world, I mean, that that's a good show right there. But um, maybe season two? Possibly. Yeah, maybe they'll do like a ninja... Fortnite type of um, villain in one episode, and they'll have they'll catch him saying a slur or something, and um, <laughs> honestly, that'd be a, b- a bit more entertaining than um, what they yeah. do. At the moment, yeah, but. and and like that whole thing of like Freddie being maybe lured into like um like a, a vlogging team, and it just being yeah. too intense for him, and and something like that. But uh, again, and Freddie needs a job because again, yeah. what what is he doing at the moment? What yeah. is his job? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> technically freelance for iCarly but like does she even pay him i don't know like what's the situation she doesn't there? need him like yeah. <laughs> she, you can see her and she's editing herself so what's oh, he yeah, doing true. yeah he's just a <laughs> back bum, in the man. day he God. is a bum 
back in the day, his paycheck would have been well earned because he was zipping about all over the place, setting things up. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you yeah. see in the in the pilot, even like he's got all that equipment. Obviously, like you know, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for his experience, knowing how to use that. I will say one thing about the pilot: they'd made a mm. joke about the white balance. Um, yes, and like I didn't catch that when I was a kid, obviously, because I was like, I don't know what that is. But like, yeah. how does Sam know what that is? Um, I would know. I would expect Freddie to know that because he's obviously <laughs> a camera guy. But like, Sam's the one that instigates that joke, and I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on? It's that's so, so funny. That's so funny because like, obviously, we we did like film at uni and stuff like that, and it took me like all the first year to even understand. Like, I kept hearing people being like. Oh, check the white balance. Check the white balance. What the fuck are they talking about? Like, I know I'm pasty as fuck, but please, like, I thought it was something about my my complexion or something, but no, it's some technical term. There's mm. there's no way Sam would know. No, no, especially a, a person of her ilk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty funny. But yeah, no, I mean, I again, I think like the the original pilot still better than the the current one. Oh, but obviously 100%. there are a few misses, but it 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 just has such an energy like those old ones and and I think like yeah as we're talking about with all the guest stars in the original show, um you know it was it was kind of like more. I this is what I was wondering. I was like if if I was the age I am now, would I know that that existed kind of thing? And I you know it's not. I don't think I, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to watch it or anything like that because it would have been a kid show. But like I think culturally it was quite relevant. Whereas like you can't really kind of point to shows like that today, and and like you know everyone's aware of them. I don't think there are sort of comparable shows at the minute. And and so that's why like when they brought it back. They, they, they really had every sort of go-ahead to just really go all out. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, it's just a shame that they... And we'll get into it when we actually talk about the episodes, but from everything we've seen so far, it doesn't seem to be going in that direction. It just seems like they're basically just... Like, it's kind of what we expected. It's, like, the most standard mm-hmm. thing. And, like, I I said... I, I think I previously said that, like, in, in previous episodes that this show is just like it's just the same as the old show but like going back and watching the original show it's like honestly not like it's like like the original show is so much different and it's just like yeah it is it is a lot better even though it is like aimed at kids obviously um at least it it knows its audience and it knows what it's setting out to do and it does it doesn't do it always do it well there are some misses like you said Mm. but when it does do it well it it does like deliver yeah um yeah, well, shame. that's the thing. I feel like we're a little bit too harsh on like uh, Carly's character in the original because she's a lot. Um, she's way better, way better like, in the original. Like much, much stronger character. Like she's almost just as crazy as Sam, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, like that... I did see a little bit of that in episode seven, but yeah, I, I think she's like kind of. I don't know if she's like kind of taken a bit to like kind of get into it. Maybe that's the case, but but like going to the the opening scene of like the the pilot um episode um from the original show like you do get a really good impression of Carly's character just from that like opening bit and like way mm-hmm. more than you would going into the pilot of the new show if you'd never if you didn't really know what was going on like you would have yeah. no idea of like who these people are um but the, the original pilot does it just does it so well Absolutely. So the last thing I want to mention in this segment is uh, a big episode that I caught up on from the original was mm. I Psycho, which was uh, Nora Dershlitz, uh debut. Because oh, obviously shit. I didn't know who that character was when we when we watched that episode of the, the revival. Yeah. Um, also found out that 
the actress who plays her is married to the guy who plays Lubert. Oh god, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Pretty crazy that's, stuff. That's insane. What? Surely he has to come back because there is, you know, they're oh, part of the yeah. iCarly family. Uh, truly, so. Uh, <laughs> seeing him again in the season six like episode my god it was like oh, he was just god. yelling and like but it was like <laughs> it was like deeply unpleasant but also like it was kind of i kind of liked it at the same time he just like yeah um don't even remember what he said but he's just like get out <laughs> shit like that just, i don't know i probably destroyed the mic right there i'm sorry guys but um it like i had like two seconds of that and it just cut it out completely so I'll, I'll get to catch up on that too powerful for, <laughs> in editing for this call bloody hell yeah. yeah um um but i was you know i was pretty impressed with the episode uh, and and something really stood out to me um there is so there's like this whole thing where uh they get trapped in her basement it's her 15th birthday she kind of lures them in uh under the false pretense of getting them like takeout or something like that and uh, yeah, she locks them in, and for, it's a little bit contrived. But for some reason, like she makes them send a video to Gibby. Like I don't know why she would, because she took like all their phones and everything like that. Um, but anyway, they hide. They they encode the the birthday message with a, with a secret call for help, like a code. And surprisingly, like Gibby manages to work it out himself. It's like every fourth word kind of thing. So he gets on a train with with Guppy or Gubby or whatever, um, and they they go to save the day. Yeah. And he gets into the basement, right? And him and Nora have a 1v1. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. It was so much like the conclusion to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where Brad Pitt oh, is just shit. laying out the Manson family, <laughs> right? I, honest to God, like, it's kind of a joke me saying this, but I'm also somewhat serious. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Tarantino was stumbling, was, was just surfing channels one day and saw this and he like stole the fucking choreography because Gibby, like he grabs Nora, slams her across a coffee table. She's this close to just like bashing her head off the fireplace, like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They're going fucking mental. Gibby, he draws blood from his mouth. He like wipes it away and you do see like the faintest bit of blood, like as much as I'm sure they were allowed to show on TV. Oh my and God. It's just, it's fucking mental. Like, he's That's out for crazy. blood, that boy. And like I said again, we need Gibby back. Yeah, we really do. He's like... I mean, they promoted him to series regular and like, eventually in the original show. Yeah. There's, there's just something missing. There's something missing <laughs> without Gibby's energy. I mean, yeah. They need to get they need to get Noxic back. And that's our Noxic mention for the episode, yeah, for obviously. Episode four. Um, <laughs> we always gotta get a Noxic mention in there, but um yeah, yeah, please, Noah, if you're listening, we love you, we need you, please. We need you. We think of you. So, like, as we all know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was as much about the kind of sixties culture and the Manson murders as it was about Tarantino's love for television growing up and I think it was just it was full of references to TV and film. It wouldn't surprise me if that love for TV's carried on, and and he is a fan of iCarly. And um, as we all know, uh, there has been an iCarly movie in talks. It's long gestating. I've had many high-profile atta- uh, directors attached to the project over the years. From, I think, um, oh my God, who's that guy? Uh, Josh Trank. He was he was oh attached God. to it at one point. Uh, I think most recently Greta Gerwig as well. Sort of threw her hat into the ring. Um, but what if I think I just have this theory Tarantino said he's only going to make one more movie and it's going to be close to his heart I think this is it I think Tarantino's last movie is is going to be iCarly do you think it's going to be like an adaptation of that first season (laughs) leading up to that bit like with like you described like 
So you're just gonna make a shot for shot remake of that scene, um, and combine it with like the elements of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it's just that. Or do you think it's gonna be an original story where it culminates in a similar scene, still with Gibby, obviously? Um, yeah, what do you think is gonna be adaptation think- or, or, or a new uh, continuation? It, that could be the case because as we know he was in talks to do a star trek film as his final yeah. movie um yeah, yeah. and he was he was going to adapt the episode from the original series where uh, kirk and spock travel back in time to the 1930s with the gangsters now i've seen that episode uh, i've not seen many but that was one i just happened to see um it's pretty good uh, probably not what i think that franchise needs cinematically at the minute <laughs> so i'm actually not that upset it's not happening uh but yeah maybe that is tarantino's style maybe he will go back and adapt an episode and maybe like i psycho he'll reimagine it um he seems to just want to throw chris pine into everything he says like chris pine's his favorite actor apparently now i like chris pine don't get me wrong but just kind of <laughs> tarantino he comes out with some crazy shit that guy you know yeah uh, so maybe maybe it could be that but i'd like to maybe see it be its own thing like it, it could be sure as we talked about last episode, that kind of bridge between the original and the new series or just something yeah. else. Uh, I think, like, like Spencer, he's one of those kind of chaotic characters much in the way that uh, uh, Kramer was in Seinfeld. And as we all know, Kramer had many kind of odd side schemes and associates. And I, I would quite like to sort of look into Spencer's world a little bit more. But it's going to be bloody. And that that's something that... <laughs> The original didn't shy away from. I think. I think to be honest, I could see Sam. This could be Jeanette McCurdy's mm. return to acting. Her front and center. Uh, could it be also a Kill Bill three? It could be a sort oh. of hybrid movie. Uh, yeah. Jeanette McCurdy. I know everyone's saying Maya Hawke's going to be playing the bride's daughter, but what if it's Jeanette McCurdy? She's out for blood. She's out with the biker gang, and it all sort of. Um, you know, collides with Carly's world. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of potential there, and it really wouldn't shock me. So, guys, potential exclusive. You had it here first. Yep. Tarantino's next movie, iCarly. It's, it's going to happen, and this is my Hulk prediction because I think the rumors about my Hulk. I think that's going to happen, but it's also going to be it's going to be a twin situation. So oh. it's going to be my Hulk is like there. It's going to be her and um, and the bride uh, working together against mm-hmm. Sam, who's like kind of the almost like the main villain of the piece and she's she kind of finds out that the bride is her mother um and yeah it's this kind of like clash of worlds and like these big reveals and um i just think that would be a great way to yeah to bridge that gap like you said yeah this is gonna happen so i'm looking forward to that um also wanted to bring this to your attention tom uh Mm -hmm. i was so i I, on the website that i watch icarly on i can't say it but i'm pretty sure it's affiliated with paramount plus absolutely i mean yeah i'm I'm pretty scared it's giving me a virus but absolutely it's legit um they had a very interesting write-up for the reboot that i just like to read right now Um, okay and maybe maybe we could set this to a beat maybe in editing it could be a little bit rap Uh, check the mic and make sure it sound right boys Brilliant TV show from 2021 year, a classic comedy TV show, iCarly. Season 1 has literally no weak scenes. iCarly, season 1, gave me goosebumps. I saw this TV show many times, really many times. Film with best plot ever, best directing, and really good chosen actors. iCarly, season 1, is one of those TV shows where no one gives a weak play. iCarly, season 1, has strange energy that fills me every time I watch it. Watch it, and I'm sure you'll become a fan of drama category TV shows too. In 2020, you have to watch iCarly Season 1 online. Wow. I mean, 
That's a lot. <laughs> that's like slam poetry. But honestly, I mean, and that's the funny thing is that's the way I write on the direct, which is the website that I write for. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the style of writing that I use. So it's kind of crazy <laughs> that um, that they've done that as well. Um, that's uh, the, the amount of times they said iCarly season one. I mean, they really hammer <laughs> home that this is the, <laughs> the first season. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's compelling. It's compelling, and I'm sure it that'll is. get a lot of people it in. It tells you all you need to know. And so that's pretty cool, the guys at Paramount Plus, the marketing. They're doing a good job. So just thought yeah. I'd share that with you guys. Uh, all right. Uh, Tito, I uh, haven't heard from him yet still. No. He's still on the highway, I guess. Um, I, think he, I think he texted me. I'm, I've just got a photo. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. He's just sent me a photo, right? Um, and it's just like a punctured tire, and like, but but like you know, when you you think uh, of a punctured tire, you think of a you think of like a small hole, right? It looks uh, like a bear is just mauled off like his tire or something, please. and it's just fucking gone. Um, he lo- and he's he's in the photos, so but he looks really upset. I mean, I'll send this to you now. Um, okay, uh, I'll look this over. Uh, yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, he looks rough. Yeah, he. I oh mean, my god. Do you think? Do you think he's gonna have, be able to call into the show in that state? I mean, I. I. What did we say? We said, "Do not buy a Cybertruck." <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> he bought it. He fucking bought one. And like, because he we he knows and we know that everyone's bought Cybertrucks. So this is the only thing on the road. <laughs> and like, and if the he car feels one, it feels safe in. But ironically, look at him now. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean. In fairness, if it's, if it's up to me, I mean, he's not doing anything else like better with his job. He's like called up the people to come pick him up and stuff. He might as well call in, but I mean, he's just sending his phone. He's just sent another one. <laughs> he's got a packet of Sour Patch Kids, and he's just munching on what the fuck. What a character! God love him, but it pisses me off at the same time. <laughs> he, really, he really riles me up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> What's that app? Um, it sort of hones in on. It's like they they've squared every inch of the earth and given it a unique coordinate if we if we could get into that we could find mm. them but we don't have access to that unfortunately we, we just we just have know. access to um paramount plus so um all right well maybe we'll have to call them after the show we can edit yeah. it back in because we need to to know like well obviously we need to know if he's okay but m- more importantly we need to know what he thinks about the new episode so yeah exactly so sorry fans um you're gonna have to wait a bit longer but we yeah. can wish we can assure you that he's 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 coming he's coming yeah. he's on his way yeah tito's a go it sound right boy uh, episode six, uh, episode actual six, review yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember this at all. It was about two <laughs> weeks ago, I believe. It was about Carly's birthday, and also they mentioned yeah. the location where Twin Peaks is actually filmed. The the town oh, shit. where yeah. the actual waterfall is uh, in the title sequence. That's where they were going to go, which is of course in uh, Washington. But apart from that, don't remember anything else. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a that's a thrilling review and um yeah i think we should just we can move on to the next yeah uh, we'll just uh (laughs) i got a bit to say you know so uh we'll we'll give the fans what they want um yeah so yeah basically to give you and the fans a recap episode six of iCarly uh revival this episode it it is kai's birthday as you said and she's convinced uh, that she is under a curse. <laughs> Sorry for um, a second. I thought you were about to talk like that write-up I just mentioned about. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> honestly, like, I don't even know if I could replicate that. It's so um. Episode so six, brilliant TV show from twenty twenty one year. <laughs> I feel like feel like that's that's a that's something we've got to do we've got something we've yeah. got to figure out yeah absolutely um but yeah uh carly she's it's her birthday she's convinced she's got a curse uh she every every birthday that she's had something's gone wrong um so this year she's like right i'm not having it anymore um i'm just gonna stay at home you guys go off and have fun at this place um they said it's like from to to peaks um hmm. but they decide, no, we're not going to do that. Um, because Carly says something like, oh, I'm going to try something a bit more adventurous this year. And, and like, it turns out she just wanted to, like, have ice cream or something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they throw a surprise party for her and then she, like, freaks out. Um, there's this whole um, B-plot with um, Harper and she's trying to impress this fashion designer. Um, but whenever she meets him she like kind of um seizes up and she just can't talk um so it culminates in her like um yeah working up the courage (laughs) to to, uh yeah talk to this guy um yeah do you uh is that joking memory for for anything yeah i remember that guy like popping up at the shop and then she said her name was like thumper or something i don't know um something like that yeah i think murfin Murphin, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and then like in that classic sitcom fashion that I've noticed, especially this show, do being guilty of, like they'll have this like random guest character who then just appears in every subsequent situation, almost like suddenly at the end he's in iCarly's in Carly's apartment. Yeah, yeah, I guess they, <laughs> uh, it's um, like why I don't know. They, they got to get their money's they, worth. Yeah, they got to get the. <laughs> They've hired these guys for a specific amount of time. Um, they're crunching. They're working twenty-four hours a day. Um, they got to get this guy in to fill up the space, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. This is a uh, this is an ep- interesting episode. I I wouldn't say I didn't like it. It it kind of got a bit crazier as it went on. Um, it opens with like Principal Franklin coming back, oh, um, yeah. making a surprise reappearance. Um, bit disappointed, not gonna lie, because they didn't give him the clap. They gave um, Freddie's mum a clap when she showed up um, originally, um, but Principal Franklin gets fucking nothing. Are you kidding me? This guy yeah, has uh, that was... mentored Carly for all this time, and he has nothing. And um, I, honestly, when he showed up, I was convinced because he shows up and then he just like leaves. So I was like, oh, is it, did they just like get him for that? But he does actually show up. Um, a bit later in the show at the party, the party. at her birthday yeah. right <laughs> um, but then the, the, even then like he doesn't do anything like he no. shows up he's like hey guys I'm here I guess um, yeah I mean just... this is the fucking Dumbledore of this show show him some respect exactly put some respect on his goddamn name um, it is just sad um, he doesn't get some love but um, I'm just looking through my notes here um, I'm sorry I'm just reading through this <laughs> Like, my no, notes so are, I'm going to be in the same position they're like so my, haphazard my notes are like because they're always like phrase really like because they're the spur of the moment so I'll just read <laughs> yeah. like a couple of different things so I wrote when Principal Franklin showed up I wrote Principal Franklin two question marks my man gets no claps and whoops two question marks then I wrote birthday curse then I wrote 27 <laughs> two question marks then I wrote they could only afford Principal Franklin for literally two seconds dude just leaves um <laughs> And yeah, that's, we want some that's, whoops. We want some goddamn whoops. Um, 
yeah, like, as far as episodes would go, it's, it's a pretty normal episode, I guess. I thought the the B-plot with Harper and that guy, it was alright. Like, it was, it was a bit more than what Harper's gotten in the past, at least. And I think her actress, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I thought she could, like, gave, like, a decent um, performance there. Um, but I, I, I do want to shout out quickly... Um, I don't know if you noticed, um, but there was a familiar face in the crowd uh, at the party, and I was like, I don't know where I've seen this guy. Um, and I don't know if you remember him, but he was like a guy, and he had like long blonde hair. Um, like <laughs> it was like it was like a really it like kind of flicked at the end. Um, but he has a couple lines. He's like this bodyguard type dude at the party. Um, but I, I was like, I recognize this guy from somewhere. And I looked him up. Was it Sonny with a Chance? It was Sonny with a Chance, yeah. Doug yeah. Brochu. Um, and he was one of the main cast members on that. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing here? But yeah, it was just a very random uh, reappearance from this guy. Um, but um, it was nice to see him. I mean... It was. Yeah, uh, I think... Well, I was watching this with Lizzie, and I think she said that like, he was in iCarly as well. Um, I, re- but I, I remembered him more from oh. Sunny with Chance. But he does, I mean, he, he's grown up, you know? He's uh, mm. a young man now, so he looks different. He does, yeah. But yeah, just uh, nice to get a bit of um, return, even though it doesn't really get much to do. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah, so this episode, it culminates in um, Carly's talking to this medium, and the medium um, basically alleviates her of her curse and, like, um, basically stops it from happening, and then he fucking dies. Like this medium oh, just yeah. like straight up dies. Um, oh, this is the one where I messaged you, and I was like, the body count's like four in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And the thing is, like, <laughs> um, that happened, and it's like, I swear, it must have been like three minutes to the end of the episode. So I was like, they've introduced this plot element, like with so <laughs> yeah. little time to go, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so Spence has to do this whole bit where he's like trying to stop Carly from seeing um, these guys pick up the body and it's um it's just it's just crazy um yeah and they treat it like it's just this like little last act teensy little bit but that's like a big thing I'm yeah. sorry it's <laughs> uh, this, like the thing like they treat it it's almost treated as like not in universe I guess because Spence obviously freaks out but like what well, well, does he? I've, I kind of like. Kind of does, but again, not in the, not as much as you would. Yeah, like I feel like if they did that in the original show, and I, I swear they, I think they have done a, a similar thing where someone just fucking dies in the original show, and then they have to like do something. I think like, can't remember which episode it was, but someone gets like an aneurysm or something and just dies, um, and they have to call the hospital. Um, oh, um, yeah, they literally even said aneurysm. And I yeah. think I watched that one very recently, and I can't even think what that one was. But yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like, like in the original show, like they would have freaked out more because obviously it's a, a screamy show. It's like a kid show. Um, yeah. So they're going to amp up, up the performances. But I feel like this episode almost needed that at that point. Um, oh my god! Actually, that reminds me the Halloween one. Watched that one recently. That's like twenty three minutes of just screaming. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I I remember this is the thing because like I'd watch it. It was on um, on the program that I watched um, when I was a kid, but I mostly saw it when I would come into England because my mm-hmm. grandparents had Nickelodeon. Um, but yeah, whenever we watch it, my grandparents were just like, 
all they do is scream in the show. <laughs> and like obviously as a kid, like I don't really like pay attention to that, so it's not like as um noticeable to me. Um but now watching I'm like, oh my god, it literally is yeah. just screaming like twenty. You are just like looking at the ground like embarrassed, like please make it stop, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um But yeah, um I'm just looking at my other notes. Uh it's um Millicent does like a good luck Charlie eps, um, ending. She does the like, uh, yeah. Um, that's all I got, man. Uh, this yeah. is pretty nothing episode, to be honest. Um, the, the episode name kind of says it all. I'm cursed. It was a pretty unoriginal um, name for the episode, and uh, it just turned out to be kind of um, just a bit of a wet fart of a of a thing. But oh, yeah. That is some seriously, uh, wow. Some critic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, I think you're a fucking joke, mate. It was sick. It was amazing TV. (laughs) Well, okay, let's move on to episode seven then. I do agree with you, by the way. Um, uh, episode seven, what was that called? Do you know? Uh, um, yeah, I'm looking, I need space. I need space. Another great episode. I need space. Why was it called that? Um... I just watched this episode. I actually don't know. Um, I think it's because Carly and Harper like are kind of getting on each other's nerves, but like they don't even like spend each. They spend the whole time together. Like, oh yeah, that was like a very brief setup. Like that was yeah. very, like the initial bit, but it very quickly moved on from that. So really well, weird. Yeah. In this episode, we find yeah, like I said, Harper and Carly they're kind of at war with each other. Um, uh, Harper's costumes and outfits are spilling out into their apartment and uh, as any reasonable person would be annoyed, uh, Carly was uh, yep. they reach a stalemate and Harper then ends up getting to use Spencer's loft I mean she's got a pretty cushy deal uh, she's, look, let's be honest, Harper's a pretty entitled character I think we could say that mm-hmm. uh, then they end up getting involved in some kind of like well, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme in how it feels, but it's also like a cult, and they're also harvesting data. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, once again, some kind of uh, very timely pieces there are getting shades of Cambridge Analytica scandal, things like that. So, once again, uh, iCarly biting satire. Christian uh, yep. Taylor, she guest stars, as we mentioned before. And then we have a subplot with uh, Freddie and Millicent and some Girl Scouts, which was maybe the worst B-plot we've had so far, in my opinion. But yeah. I would say that I went into this episode really just being like utterly bored. By the end of the episode, it actually was maybe, I would say, one of the better ones. What did you think? Mm. Yeah, I think I agree, to be honest. Like, I think the premise itself kind of helped that um mm. it is a bit more interesting than we typically get in some of the episodes especially compared to like the last one where it was um so yeah not like much um really like happened um yeah this one was this one i think it also is also helped um um argentina the um yes the the villain essentially i think she does bring a lot more to it because um like you said before like they can't like i carly it's kind of remembered for like these like crazy villain characters like Lubert, like um, uh, Nora Dershler and stuff. Um, so they do kind of need these like, and of course um, Neville as well. Like mm. I think they do need these antagonistic forces to um, kind of um, push the the characters to their limit. And um, I'm not saying that Argentina necessarily did that um, to a 
like massive extent, but she did, certainly did it more than yeah. um, others. And I think like this is one of the few episodes that she uses the web show at all, but in, yeah. in like an actually like semi compelling way. Yeah, we still didn't yeah. see it, but it factored into things in a meaningful way. Um, exactly. Yeah. And you're abs- I agree completely. Like it did feel more like iCarly because you're actually seeing the gang, or well, not really the gang, just Carly really, but she was up against some kind of antagonist. Um, and I think that's the thing. Like the show needs to stop kidding itself. It's not the iCarly is not just some kind of you know comedy about like dating and things like that they need to embrace their true dna which is you know wacky zany uh riffing on genres week to week with kind of these nutter characters and so yeah it was nice to kind of get a bit of a taste of that again and like i said earlier like carly did sort of feel a little bit more like herself there because she was getting quite you know she was getting frustrated and she was kind of passionately going after something whereas the carly so far is just being quite like honestly you could tell me she's like high constantly not like aggressively high but like high in a good way where you're just kind of like zen that's kind of like what her vibe's been up until now so it's kind of it's good to see her kind of like actually care about something for once um again the they keep kind of squandering these pretty good premises um yeah and you get hints at it too like uh they you know carly and harper they join this cult and they make reference to blood oaths and stuff like that i mean that would have been hilarious like and just kind of insane like if they are 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 part of this like uh blood drinking cult or something like that but again it kind of just it hits a hits a a wall and and kind of doesn't progress any further but uh at the same time there was yeah the confrontation scenes they were good didn't really make sense maybe you could say but it it was was entertaining by the end (laughs) yeah definitely and i think um spencer um we we always shout out jerry trainer but um he also bring he brings it obviously to this this episode um there's like a bit where he's like he like knocks something over and like it's um in when he goes into that like cult um place. oh that was hilarious yeah um <laughs> and you know we joke about it with the physical comedy of yeah. jerry trainer um incredible he's just an incredible yeah. talent um and I've, just written, written, I've written in my notes just spencer is too pure for this world and it's true like <laughs> he's just um a saint and um it's a shame that he couldn't get find some love in this episode. Um, didn't work yeah. out, but I mean, he tried to make it work. But yeah, it's just sad, really. I mean, he's he's got bussy on the brain, no doubt about that. But <laughs> yeah, I've, I've put that in my notes too. Spencer slapstick equals good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was very good. I would say, like, it was really jarring to go from a scene where uh, Christine Taylor's like, "Listen, you little bitch." to Carly and then immediately <laughs> yeah. cut to like this fucking girl scout scout cookie subplot yeah. which is just like such a like it just feels like it's from a completely different show like it was mm-hmm. very juvenile and, like com- it was it was just such a bad subplot and the outcome of it like it was essentially just a contrived situation to put Freddie and Millicent together again and then have that like overly sentimental moment where she's like oh no I do think of you as my dad and he's like oh really um but like I swear to God, we've had that countless times. Like, their arc, it just keeps going round and round in circles. Yeah. There's, like, a better way to do it, right? Like, they can... Because they got to this point in the episode where Millicent calls him dad. Um, I feel like they could have... Because we've had our complaints about Millicent. Not necessarily the actress, because she's doing she's doing a job. And, like, there's no no disrespect to She's her. not a bad child actor at all. But Yeah, she's... I mean, she's doing a job. Material. And she's doing it, you know, yeah well for what she's given um but like if they're going to run with this millicent character at least i think 
because I think the episodes are semi semi serialized. I mean, the most they're quite disconnected, but like they do have like a semi ongoing kind of arc, I guess. Make if they're gonna build up to this thing of like a Millicent and Freddie, you know, like kind of connecting as like father and daughter. I think there needs to be a bit more build up to that because it feels it just doesn't feel earned um for her to do no. that especially yeah like you said it's just kind of like the same arc um kind of each episode for them yeah and i just i would like to see freddy uh i'd like to see freddy just have his own agency again like kind of actually mm. be part of the carly plots and see them together and stuff and just it just he, it's like he's got this ball and chain just dragging him down <laughs> just thinking, like yeah. oh it's so tiring and like freddy doesn't need that he deserves better mm-hmm uh, but yeah, I would give it like a six out of ten, maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's one of the better ones. Um, probably yeah. not as good as some of. I think three is probably still the best one so far. Um, yeah, three and yeah, three because it actually had something to say. Um, yeah. but three and seven so far mm. are my two favorites. Is that all we have to say? <laughs> yeah, a, pretty much. Pretty there's, much. There's um, there's one more thing that I need to mention about it. Um, okay. And this also bleeds over into episode eight, and uh, it's getting me riled up. It's getting me goddamn <laughs> riled up. Um, I don't know if you noticed um, because you picked up on it last time, but they lost focus again. Did they? They fucking lost focus, and it was a close-up shot, so it was like you could like clearly see it. Um, and they didn't just do it in this episode; they did it in the next episode as well. Really? That's so they... funny you say that because I was thinking about it whilst watching them. I was thinking, yeah. you know, how just how crazy that that even happened, and mm-hmm. I was like, is it going to happen again? And I, and I was, I, I think I was glancing away at moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it but was I quick, thought, to be fair. Oh, I've not noticed it. I guess um, it's becoming a more slick, robust operation, but clearly not. It's just it's, I can't. I couldn't believe because I, I actually rewinded it because I, I can. I was just like, are my eyes going funny? Like, surely I'm not seeing this again. But the, like, literally, yeah, I, it, it happened again. I'm like, this is this is unacceptable. This is inexcusable. Like, are you kidding <sighs> me? Like, I've, I've never seen this on like a. No, on, never on a show like this ever. Never, and because there's no excuse at any level. Like even if this was still on Nick, there wouldn't be an excuse. No, and the thing is with uh, with that, um, if they lost a bit of focus on that, I think the quality is not as great. So you wouldn't notice probably if they did it, if it went a bit soft um, mm-hmm. in like past sitcoms and stuff. But I mean, even so, you'd probably see a bit of um, softness. But yeah, just the fact that they've done this so many times, like. Um, I don't want to hate on the crew and stuff because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm sure they've put in a crazy amount of work and stuff but um, it is just insane that this managed to get through to air um, like surely they must have had another take or something like I can't believe it I know like how rushed is this whole thing I mean look I never really pulled focus at uni on projects but I, I, I like I wouldn't just settle for it not being <laughs> properly in focus you know what I yeah. mean so uh, someone they need to they're gonna get fucking fired mate I can tell you that right now <laughs> we're exposing them for the, we're, yeah. we're, we're putting fire up their ass and uh, yeah. they're gonna pay for it I'm afraid whose fucking son is the focus puller on this show you know like who who, who is it <laughs> exactly is it Chet Hanks I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be goddamn surprised <laughs> at this point and um, I'm, I'm not gonna stand for it um, no. maybe it's um, Ronnie Schneider um, Ronnie Schneider <laughs> <laughs> his way onto the show i don't know yeah um oh wait 
something you brought up Schneider and some another creepy moment from an old episode, right? In the episode where Spence has to co-host with with Carly, right? They like cut mid segment, and Spence has got his foot up, and Carly comes up from the counter that it's resting on like a shark, and she actually like bites his foot. Oh, what? <laughs> what so the weird. fuck? Yeah. That is strange, man. So I just want to put that, you know, to your attention, into the internet's attention. Like, uh, obviously, hopefully, Spencer, uh, Jerry had no say in that, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like, thing is, you, you see that and it's like, oh, it's horrible. But then you think of like how they have, they would have had to do that like so many times, like mm. for different takes. Like, oh god. Yeah. Not good. No Not good. good. Why would you do that? I'm, I am <laughs> glad that it's left in the past. If anything. Yeah, absolutely. They made the right call on that front uh, a good decision it sound right boy okay episode 8 uh, we're, first we're thought about this these. we're speeding <laughs> through it but <laughs> we could have talked about episode 9 today but we didn't that's yeah, for next week fine. guys we've got to talk about something otherwise next week should be 10 minutes long we, we um, had a pretty extensive into the Schneiderverse segment this, we this did. episode so I think we did. I think it's fine yeah yeah um, first thought, gaming. Gaming, yes. <laughs> a bit of VR going on there, pretty cool. I honestly forgot that happened until you brought it up again. you know, they've they got to show that they're down with the times, you know. Yeah. Every activity that they're engaging in is, is top of the line. What game do you think they were playing? Honestly, like, it sounded like No Man's Sky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they're talking about planets, stuff like that, and I think that's what... But then, like, can five people play No Man's Sky? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's a single-player game. I mean, I think you yeah. play multiplayer, um, online. like, online, but you need separate, like, consoles or PCs and stuff, so... Yeah. Maybe this is a version in the universe that where there is split-screen multiplayer No Man's Sky... Yeah. Uh, yeah, things know. things yeah. work a little bit differently in that world, so I'll yeah. we'll let them off. But a fun time was had by all, and like I said, you know, uh, references to Elon and Kanye within its first 32 seconds. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, right. So this episode, I mean, this is the one where Gwen shows up, finally. Yep. Who I don't yep. think we even had a name for her, though, before this episode, did we? No, this is the first time we've got any sort of um, insight into, yeah, Freddie's ex-wife whatsoever. Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that that whole um, development? Um, you know, it's okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. The trilogy of just like okay episodes, <laughs> like they were just fine. Um, uh, I mean, seven was was a bit better, but um, <laughs> there was one actual like laugh out loud moment with Spencer where like they said Millicent was in a play and she was playing Juliet, and he's like, "Oh wow, what what plays that then?" Like <laughs> that was quite amusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Gwen, bit of a baddie, not going to lie. Nah. Yeah. But out of Freddy's League, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just going to say that off the bat. At first, I was like really just confused because I was expecting a black woman. Uh, mm. I was like, wait, so is Millicent like adopted? But then like, I was like, well, I guess her dad was probably black, I imagine, who we found out died, which is pretty sad. Uh, yeah. It's like a lose-lose situation for Freddy, really. I mean, stepping into those shoes. Uh, so no wonder it ended up in divorce. Again, yep. begs the question, what is he still doing there? Especially <laughs> now that we know that uh, Gwen is hooking up with a new guy. So yeah, exactly. let me get this straight. If that ends up well, 
then Millicent's going to have this, like, adopted dad who was her stepdad, who is now, like, a single dad, and now she's going to have another stepdad who's, like... Who would make more sense for her to just be living with whoever her mum is married to or with? Like, that yeah. sounds like a much more stable upbringing, as opposed to fucking Freddy and his, his mum who needs to be committed to an asylum. <laughs> That's not a good environment. Yeah, and like, and yeah, Freddie would get a bit more agency and he'd get to do his own thing. Um, he'd have a fucking please, life, man. Please, like, we just want him to thrive. Yeah, Gwen was definitely not some who was like, I was expecting because kind of the way they were bigging up the ex wife character, like, I thought this was just going to be like a. Aiken to like, like a Nora Dershlet or like a Luba, like, where it's just crazy, like, unpleasant, like character and you kind of get like oh so that's why it didn't work um i mean yeah. like why would freddie get with someone like that in the first place maybe they had a like a, they turned into that character as their marriage went on or something i don't know they could explain it away but um but then you find out gwen's just like a normal person um yeah which she's is, like, just felt there's nothing like, horrible about her or anything yeah it's just quite an underwhelming reveal um and you don't really get any insight into like why they specifically um like divorce i don't think they say no not no, what yeah not really no so it just felt like a very weird like <laughs> this is gonna be a weird comparison but like in like um like wandavision or something mm-hmm. um like with that fourth episode like you get a load of information um when they introduce a new element um like when they go when they go to sword and like you find out all this stuff um but even like another episode like even in, like, Loki, for example, like, uh, you find out, like, about the variants, about how, like, everyone... Shit, this is, like, spoilers for um, Loki, you haven't seen that. Um, spoilers for episode three of that show, but you find out in that episode that all the people at the TVA are variants. Um, so you're, like, drip-fed, like, information about this stuff. But, like, when this seems like the ample opportunity to dive back into that backstory and kind of flesh out um, what they've kind of been up to, like, they don't even take the opportunity to do that, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I just thought it was a, a bit of a missed opportunity, to be honest. Yeah, we find out that that we found out how they met and everything like that, and their initial romance um, in a very mm. sort of parent trap esque plot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was expecting her to be kind of like the only reason that would require an ex step parent to have to step in to a situation like that and raise it would be if the mother was negligent or something like that. And that's absolutely yeah. not the case at all. She's a successful career-driven woman who's going off to, was it like Zanzibar or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Um, and it just, again, doesn't make sense. And I think in comedy, <laughs> things can be contrived. And sometimes when things are so contrived, then that's where it really gets funny. But this is just, it's contrived and just completely like, it just feels like they're making it up as they go along. Like there's no like established kind of backstory here. And I, again, I do think the idea of like, Freddie being twice divorced is pretty fucking funny, but again, if they're not going to do anything with it, I know they tried to sort of subvert expectations by having Carly and her be friends, but I don't know. I it yeah, just they didn't it, really do anything with that either. No, um, and it just constantly. That, cre- yeah. Sorry, you go. No, I'm just going to say they have that initial interaction, and it's like, oh, it's like a funny reveal that they're that they're secretly friends. Um, but yeah, they don't. They didn't really do anything with that interaction at all afterwards. No, and then Harper takes a backseat massively again. Uh, yeah. Isn't really given anything to do, to be honest. 
There was one line that Harper said that I thought, because to be honest, like last episode, I was like, oh, I just really don't like Harper, to be honest. Uh, she's very, just like I said, like overly cocky and entitled. And, but then, but then like she, she'll just save it. She'll do a 180 and she'll just say something that's quite funny. Like when she called Freddie a dumbass, like that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, I think it's just, they need to just write her better and actually include her in a bit more of a meaningful way. Like why can't she take over as co-host on the show right like because yeah just it just makes harper seem a lot just completely underutilized and um because mm. like i, I do want to see more of her because yeah she does have some like pretty good moments and i think i'm definitely warming up to her as the show has gone on um but she just hasn't had as much really to do they keep pairing her up with spencer which is getting yeah. a bit old because you just have this like rivalry and she just snipes at him and you you just kind of wonder like honestly like spencer's just getting shit on like why is he even tolerating this yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should just you just pack it in man like oh you see... did, did you catch the moment though where like spencer nearly flipped out at millicent no no and i felt like jerry did a great job in his performance of actually like showing that like moment of restraint where like a kid's a little shit but you kind of have to hold back it's not your kid and he was playing pool with with the uh, harper and then Millicent yeah. just comes in and she just goes, oh, something's happened. And then she just like moves all the balls with her hands. Oh, right, and then yeah. like Spencer's like, why did you do that? And then like he kind of goes, but it doesn't matter. You know, and Freddie does fucking <laughs> yeah. nothing. He doesn't step up. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't actually be a parent at any point. Yeah. And I just He's think, you know, shit. Millicent, she's old enough to know better than that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, father of the fucking year, Freddie Benson. He needs to step up. <laughs> That's our Benson moment for this episode. Um, him <laughs> yeah. not being an attentive father. <laughs> it's complete lack of action on any situation. Yeah, yeah, classic Benson moment. Classic um, Benson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I thought actually the scene was was quite funny. Um, initially when uh they're sort of talking about Gwen's enchiladas and there's a bit of a miscommunication there. I did think that was quite amusing like that that little moment yeah um at times though i'm watching this show and do you remember that beef house thing that tim heidecker did oh yeah Yeah, (laughs) just parodying like those sort of sitcoms and occasionally i just get those like flashbacks i'm like oh this is beef house like (laughs) (laughs) also what do you think about spencer's apartment it looked literally it's turned into like a cathedral because like in the original that sort of fourth wall was very much spatially felt like it was just in front of that coffee table in front of the sofa which is yeah. okay you know like that's a spacious apartment in of itself and then to the right you have like the bedrooms and stuff now you're looking at the set and the framing of the shots and we're getting we're going like further back further back further back to the point where now you've got this like whole other massive window next to the kitchen window and that's where you've got yeah. this pool table yeah. you come out and then you look at the sofa and the coffee table there's like nothing in front of it look to the right there's this like car coming out the ceiling is so high. Uh, yeah. Very strange. He's done some home improvement. He's um he's fucked up the exterior of the apartment, so it just, like, juts out um, in weird <laughs> dimensions. And, like... But you know what? He can get away with it because he's Spencer Shea, I guess. But... Yeah, Spencer fucking Shea. Maybe, like, he bought the apartment next door because they say, like, he's coming to money and they need to, like, mm. knock the wall down. I don't know. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't be surprised. He's that kind of guy. That's just who he is. <laughs> Speaking of the sets, though, um, what do you think of the bread um, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet set? That was pretty funny. That was nice. That was like classic yeah. kind of Spencer 
that was a classic Shay moment. Um, it was, and yeah. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed him uh, wheeling out on the skateboard and uh, buttering those <laughs> bits of bread. <laughs> that was really good, honestly. Like, that's probably the most creative I've seen this show. Um, yeah. Especially with the set design. Like, um, just imagining how long it would have ta- taken to make all of that fucking fake bread. And it's like, okay, this is the... I mean, this is the kind of sitcom logic that I don't mind, is, like, the hastily... Like, the stuff just materializes out of thin air and the fact that, yeah. like, he was enlisted to become the set designer of a show in, like, a day. And then it just... Don't, like, I, that's, I don't care about that, but it is funny when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's the, that's the sort of stuff that I want to see more of, like, this, mm. like, basically just crackhead energy, like, random <laughs> yeah. shit. Um, um, please, just more of that. Yep. 100%. Uh, we also... Oh. oh, one moment that did make me laugh um, a little... Well, gave me a little... Maybe a, a nose exhale is more okay, um, yeah. uh, apt. Uh, <laughs> it's because um, this is the return of um, Freddie's mum, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't get a clap this time, uh, unfortunately, um, like she did in the pilot episode, but she's back. Uh, <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> and, um, but she basically has to hang out with Carly and Harper for a bit. and um, mm-hmm. But at one point, um, she brings out um, like a puzzle and it's like on the front it's like a picture of freddy doing a puzzle <laughs> yeah that was really i did think funny. that was pretty funny yeah um, so there are like little nuggets this is the thing there's like little nuggets of like oh that's that's actually like quite amusing but um not enough of that stuff unfortunately. no i think to be on like reflection now i'm really thinking about it i'm happy to say that these two episodes they are showing signs of improvement like we're mm, not yeah we didn't like hit a plateau or anything um it it's it's slightly improving like there are more jokes that i'm actually laughing at and it feels more kind of like the original and again you know you don't want anything that comes back to be a carbon copy but you know you want those elements yeah for sure like i I, because i'm like going back to some of the earlier episodes like i was literally just quite bored watching them oh Um, yeah but for these ones uh um it was it was fine like it was it was like perfectly i wasn't like cringing out of my mind there, there's there's definitely still areas where i think it does need some work and oh yeah with season two especially if they get jerry on for directing directorial mm. duties because like honestly that is so necessary at this point um yeah. I, th- I i've hope i do have some hope because there is something in there and i think they just yeah. need to hone in on it did you see though that like originally the showrunner was going to be one of the old fraser writers and he was like a oh, really? TV vet and like loads of comedy experience. And apparently, like, he butted heads with uh, Cosgrove and some of the oh, other like writers. So, like, he left and stuff. But he kind of can't help but wonder, like, I wonder what it was uh, that he was trying to do. But I don't know. You feel like it needs that kind of level of writing, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Cause, um, because, yeah, a lot of the um, original show, the writing, you can forgive it. Because, yeah, like we said mm. a couple times now, it was a kid's show. It's a kid's show. But for this, you are. You are targeting our demographic now. Yeah. We do expect a little bit more, um, I think. Yeah, show me and, some um, fucking respect. <laughs> I demand it. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, they need some highbrow people. Um, get you know, Kay Heron. She's fresh off of Loki. Yeah, get her to do it. I don't yep. fucking know. She's got experience with comedy. Uh, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, um, they need some. They need some. Uh, some make some of the old community writers, please. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Oh, but yeah, yeah. If they do that, they bring Gibby back, make him a full timer. I think it could be something special, and then Definitely, we can yeah. kind of forgive this sort of lackluster season. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll um they'll do like a hand wave thing. The the season two premiere. Here's my hot pitch. Okay. It's going to be like a callback to the April Fool's episode, um, <laughs> and it kind of almost um undoes, but like sort of doesn't undo like the the first season in a way. Um, or kind of retells it in a, in a slightly different way. Obviously, Jerry Trainer is at the helm. Um, but yeah, and obviously, and Gibby's back as well. Um, but just try to almost like a, you know how Community did that kind of a repilot type thing. Um, yes. Yeah, with season five. Yeah, I think almost do sort of that. Um, I think that could work quite well. Well, you never know. I mean, uh, we're coming up with some great ideas here, and um, okay, maybe we're not respecting the current writers, but I'm sure they're listening to us and they're thinking they're, they're what we need. So, guys, <laughs> we are available, and you know this. You know this. Yeah. Well, you know, if if they do want to get in contact, Tom and Revan at gmail.com, you can get in yep. contact with our manager, um, and they'll sort you know all the legal jargon out. But we, yeah, we're open to do this. Yeah. Um, well, our manager and- that's lost in the woods currently, and. Uh, yeah. Oh, just got a just got do? another ping actually. Oh, okay. Um, uh, oh god. It's not looking good, guys. I mean, I look. Let all I'm gonna say this. is Tito. He's got the. Um, I'll send this to you now. Yeah. Uh, you got that. He's got like the bonnet of his car. He's oh. just like open, just mm. smashed into a tree. Um, I guess he's tried to push his car along, but it's like gone down a uh, like a steep hill and just crashed into this tree. But it's like really dark, and the only thing illuminating everything is like the the headlights of the car, and you can see like a bear, like in the distance. I don't know if he's spotted that yet, but yeah. Well, it's like we've always said, and say it with me now: Tito bones are strong bones, and he'll be Tito okay. Bones, strong bones, yeah, yeah. And we always say wrong. this. We always say this, um, because the art of the deal it doesn't exist without Tito. Um, no, it doesn't. He's he's got to live on and um he'll find a way i'm sure um yeah maybe not into this uh, podcast episode just yet um but eventually eventually, eventually. he'll find his way um, yeah godspeed tito i hope you hope you find out your way out of the woods but i think all of his tires are, are destroyed now so <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know what to say oh well oh we don't yeah i don't i'm past caring at this point um my <laughs> other favorite benson moment it's a rival benson moment but we didn't get to see mm. it was um, yeah. the the prospect of Freddy having a, a soul patch? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, um, I think they should do um, they should do like some sort of flashback to that because I do want to see that. I want to yeah. see um, what what Benson would look like with a soul patch. Yeah, um, we've we've critiqued his look um, in the revival show. Mm-hmm. Um, how he's kind of got a foppish kind of um, <laughs> haircut. Um, <laughs> In comparison to the Giga Chat energy that he had in the oh, original yeah. show, um, especially that season six episode, um, yeah, Soul Patch. I think that's a much better I mean, look. Ultimately, um, as long as Nathan's yeah. happy and comfortable, but at the same time, like it's not really much to go out your way and grow a Soul Patch, is it, mate? So <laughs> just just do just do this one goddamn thing because it yeah. it really it would raise the bar <laughs> a lot. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, my last couple of thoughts here. I thought the actual reality of having to watch like eleven-year-olds perform Shakespeare—that would be pretty brutal. Uh, so mm. honestly, everything that happened it was a good thing. I think. Yeah. Um, definitely. Can definitely relate to uh, public schools like that. Really, just having the shittest 
sets since I, I, you know, I lived that in my childhood. Uh, uh, Mrs. Briggs, I think, should have been revealed to be the principal at the end. That could have been a good oh, cliffhanger. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been great. Well, was she just a regular teacher in the regular show, in the original show? She was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting that kind of promotion, we saw the prince. We saw saw um, Principal Franklin in the other episode. Um, you know, yeah, it'd be nice to see um, where Mrs. Briggs has gone and how she's kind of advanced in her career. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at my notes if there's anything else. <laughs> that's, got, uh... that's literally the last. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's about it, I think. I'm at, I mean, when when Freddie's mom showed up, I just wrote, Freddie's mom? Yes! Yeah! Yeah, um, I can agree with that. Yeah, that's about that's about me, I think. Um, I guess the whole thing with the ex-wives, it, it could have been like... Uh, have you seen Parks and Rec? No, I've only seen clips. There's like a whole recurring thing with like Ron Swanson, who he has like two ex-wives as well, and they're both, they're both called Tammy. Like Tammy one and right. Tammy two, okay. and uh, they both like both of those relationships are kind of revealed slowly throughout the show's run, and some very very funny storylines, very memorable moments come out from that. But I, I kind of wanted something like that here. I mean, I guess wife number one that's still a massive mystery, mm. um, so like, we can only wait to see what the writers choose to do with that. Uh, yeah. Maybe wife one was Sam and. That's Ooh. that's going to be a big twist. I, I just don't know. Perhaps, yeah. I think this is the thing. Like, they can't really do the normal wife again because if they did that, like, I mean, what's the point of Freddie having two wives? Like, yeah. Um, Doesn't so he if, say in the original pilot that his plan is to become like Carly's second husband or something? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe, um, maybe that will go there. Have we got teasers of them? kind of forming a, a relationship of some kind um, in the trailers and stuff in this. I haven't felt um, any of that so far. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, It doesn't seem to be building towards that. Um, I expected it, but no, not not a whiff. Yeah, so maybe down the line, I don't know. Um, it would be nice to see Sam again in some form. Um, yeah. Maybe she'll be uh, recreated with AI, like the deep fakes like de-aging mm-hmm. um, on a new actress I don't know that would look shit obviously on this budget um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean I take it couldn't, I'll take it. couldn't even afford real bread for that set exactly can you I was thinking this when he when he said he's like oh yeah guys I figured it out we're gonna make it out of toast when I thought I, when he said that I was like just think of the mold that would oh, form from God. that like oh my fucking god I can't even like imagine just like yeah that's it would just kill all of the kids all of them would get asbestos and well, just did I did die. I I told you about that kid at my school with the sandwiches right no I don't think so um so when I was in grade five uh, there was a kid in my class and he was a bit of um a bit of a rule breaker if I'm honest but a kind of the unsuspecting rule breaker he came from Norway so we all thought we were getting this Norwegian kid but he wasn't actually Norwegian I think his dad was just in the army he was Canadian um. But he would occasionally just do these things that were incredibly reckless. He also won the spelling bee. Uh, I came, that was the, I didn't do too well that year, I'm, I'm not going to lie, which was upsetting. And I'm talking like pr- provincial spelling bee as well. Um, yeah. But this guy, he would have these jam sandwiches every every day for lunch. And uh, he used to just whack them at the top of his locker kind of thing. So there was like really big tall ones with the ledge at the top. 
Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave them there over summer and see what happens. And that's one of those things that you hear about as a kid and you don't expect it to have any payoff or anything like that. But his locker was right next to the um, grade six classroom. No, this was back in grade four. This was the summer between grade four and grade five. And yeah, his locker was next to the grade six classroom. And yeah. we came back in September and, I'm, and we're all out in the hallway, like waiting to go into class. And then we see the sixth graders and they all just rush out of their room they're like being evacuated and they're all like holding their nose like oh my god it's disgusting like it's like this big scene and then um basically like they all do some investigative work and they like find the locker which hasn't been claimed this year and they just find it rammed with these moldy sandwiches and these plastic bags with like jam dripping out and um they, they like they work out like who had that locker last year and they find it out it was this kid instantly and oh my god it was hilarious like he just got he got destroyed oh no that's awful that's i'm surprised that like that they wouldn't have like gone cleaners to like clean out the lockers over summer or something i, I guess they would be able to get in maybe but like Maybe not, because some of my biggest memories from, like, elementary was the big thing of, like, last day of school, like, emptying out your locker and, like, cleaning up, and I always had such a messy locker just rammed of shit, you know, and um, that was, like, a big thing, but, yeah, like, no one caught on to that. Um, That's insane. So, yeah, that was very, very funny. He also, we used to do these, like, history projects kind of thing, and we'd present them at a fair and that, and he'd he'd done this, what was the project about? I can't remember what it was, but... He, he'd done it all really quickly and it was to a very high standard and everyone was very impressed with him. And the mm-hmm. big thing was, was at school was that, because we lived uh, in the maritime provinces in Canada and that's near Nova Scotia and a big historical event there was the Halifax explosion. Um, yeah. And our teacher was like, look, please, nobody can do the, the Halifax explosion. Like it's, it's like the equivalent of a lava, like a volcano thing at a science fair. Like just do not do it. Yeah. Um, all this kind of stuff anyway like he submits his project everything like that and it turns out that like there were these old projects at the back of the room and he'd he'd copied one from like 10 years ago that he'd found in the classroom that even like our current teacher like wasn't there for so he didn't realize and he'd copied this whole thing he'd smuggled it home copied the whole thing and yeah and then his dad went ape shit and this was like two days before we had to like submit it so then, like, his dad took him to Halifax for, like, this weekend, and he ended up submitting one about the Halifax explosion. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking like, hell. Last-minute thing, but, uh... If he's ever out there in the world, he's welcome on the pod. I mean... Yeah, I'd love to catch up, but uh, yeah, see if he's in jail or not. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in prison for stuffing uh, jam sandwiches and uh, science projects about the Halifax explosion in his... Um, yeah. His office locker at work. Um, yeah. <laughs> the law will catch up to you, my friend. Yeah, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. That about does it, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the show. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of a... I mean, we've, we've been going on for quite a while now. Um, oh, yeah, I think it's enough. Yeah, kind of sped through those episodes, really. Um, but, yeah, hoping... I mean, at the time of recording, there is one episode we haven't seen that is out at the moment, episode 9. Um, so we'll be catching up with that and talking about that in the next episode. But hoping that it is um, it keeps going on this trajectory of um, yeah of a, a positive curve. What, about, what what are your thoughts going into the subsequent episodes? Yeah, because so we've got two to talk about next week, and I don't know how many episodes they've ordered. I think it's oh thirteen. Okay, so we're sort of approaching the end now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, so we're, you know we're, we're working our way through it, and it'll be interesting to kind of see how all these episodes square up at the end. I mean, it says here episode nine, Carly reunites with Griffin from I Date a Bad Boy, oh. who introduces her to a, a special line of products, and that's uh, this is on the Wikipedia page that is highlighted in blue. Oh, so. Oh, that's going to be a multi-level marketing scheme, which is what I kind of thought episode seven was going to be about a little bit. Um, yeah. She subsequently... Oh, wow. Subsequent. That's <laughs> right. The Wikipedia spelling is she subsequently dragged. Yeah, that's in. a weird word. What the fuck? <laughs> that's not a real word, is it? I don't think so. No. It's subsequently. Yeah. Sub- subsequently. There's subsequently or subsequential. I don't even think... No. Sequential is the word. Yeah, this mean, is I mean, let me, I'm this fucking this scholars writing these Icalia. Bloody hell, man. I'll tell you fucking what. I mean... Drags in Spencer and Freddy, who, feeling the effects, quits his job to become a full-time... Dude, we literally talked about what this. What the fuck? They become what? a... Dr- this is about Freddy becoming a... Dr- this is the thing. Like, they keep going for these, like, plot lines that almost sound like Always Sunny, but then, like... Yeah. They're, like... But then they're fraction. just the most normal episodes, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do Freddy becoming a drug dealer do freddy being a drug dealer let's go all out yeah exactly make make him like um uh a freaking um what i can't even i'm trying to think of the guy from always sunny by car charlie 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 yeah Yeah. just make him like that and make him go just fucking crazy and like i'd like to see the guy who always has a cold come back maybe he's like (laughs) yeah or something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay well that's something to look forward to I've looked up subsequently. Not a fucking word. Nah, Not even a fucking come word. On. What the what fuck the is hell? this? Not only are we applying to be um, writers on My Carly Season 2, we're also... Uh, well, not. I don't really want to be involved no. in being an editor on... But, I mean, maybe an, adv- <laughs> we'll do it. an advisor role. Um, if the quality on, on of the, the writing continues for Wikipedia, we'll do it. Yeah, it's just... Um, I think we'll need a big payout because, you know, our services are... We are experts. We've got some expertise. Uh, we're gonna need some big yeah. bucks to to sort yeah. this this ship out, but Wikipedia, just get your shit together. <laughs> what the fuck? God. Maybe um, oh, do you know what? Maybe in a future episode. Well, guys, I just want to say this right now. A future episode, we have an actual conversation with a former uh, Schneider's Bakery trainee, and oh, that yeah. promises to kind of blow the lid wide open on everything that we've known about that whole situation. I don't want to say mm-hmm. too much more. I have yet to actually conduct the interview, but uh, this this person, individual, has reached out to me. They're interested in, in an interview, and uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, we've also got a kind of trivia battle coming our way from my yep. friend. Uh, he's going to be battling against Tom. Unfortunately, like he's in the military. He's not replied to me in two weeks, so <laughs> potentially he's gone AWOL, but we'll see. Hopefully, we, we, we wish <laughs> and hope crossed. the best. Uh, yeah. So, if not, you know. Tito can feel, fill that role, maybe. Um, perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps. But... Um, uh, and then maybe I think we'll we'll play the, the video games, perhaps. The, uh, we've yeah. Got iCarly fun. the game, and also iCarly 2. I joined the click. Mm. Yeah, is that... <laughs> I want to join the clique. I mean, yeah, I'd love fun. to. Um, is one of those is on Wii, right? I think. Yeah. Or uh, one of them is on DS, I think. Yeah, I call it two. Which I joined the clique was Wii and DS, and the first one was. I think. I think the DS same. Just. Yeah. I think the DS just came out as well. That's right. a pretty crazy thing. You're like, and you, you just got an advanced copy in there, right? What's that? Was that? Oh, I did. Yeah, the DS, a new new bit of technology that I'm sort of trialing at the moment for Nintendo, and uh, I'd be excited, guys, because. 
this whole they got like a pen you click on the screen there's two yeah. screens as two well. screens yeah crazy. and you're just like tapping on this plastic and it's not the most responsive but it's cool so okay yeah well, yeah. um, we'll, we'll we'll go hands on with that perhaps in at uh, some point, and yeah. um, we'll get your your um, early impressions because um, yeah, it's exciting that we've been gr- granted this thing from Nintendo. Um, mm. Thank you, Mr. Miyamoto-san. Mm. Um, we're eternally grateful that you give us the DS um, so early uh, in yeah. development. But um, mm. yeah, to tune in for that, it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, um, lots to look forward to. As always. Uh- you know thanks for listening guys we really appreciate it uh having a lot of fun doing this and uh we'll be back next week goodbye see ya hey guys uh so i really wanted to be there i'm so sorry i've missed the recording but i was just on my way i was on my way i swear but i was driving down the m25 and i was desperate for a wires and something to eat so i've pulled into the services and i've walked into the frankie and benny's and they won't let me leave. They keep saying it's my birthday. They won't let me go. It's just constant. They're bringing me on trip after on trip. I can't leave. I can't leave. No, it's not. Get off. Get off my leg. Get off my leg.